The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Well, we squished the fish. you got to love it. I love it, Raider fans. Let's show to you. There is a huge contingency of Oakland Raider fans in Miami. It was unbelievable. I think 10,000 would be not a bad estimate on how many fans were at the game. But we had a great time, and we'll talk about that on this show. Show 166. Welcome, Raider fans, to the Raider Nation podcast, Trifecta Perfecta. Not only did we squish the fish, but we also got the Broncos going down to the Colts, and the Chargeless got punked by the Chiefs, who were supposed to be in the basement this season. (laughs) You just gotta love it. It was a Perfect day, perfect day for a football game, perfect day, (laughs) the trifecta perfecta. Does it get any better than that? I don't think so. So today's show will be... Yeah, yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of old? Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old? A trip to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. We got to hit Mr. Rogers because he got some issues. <laughs> I love it. And of course, we will do the post game and we will hit Raider Take. They've got uh, Sean on the Raider Take, of course, RaiderTake.com. Excellent blog, as I always promote. Have to check it out. Uh, he has some very, very good takes, and I am going to try to do my best to share them with you. Okay, and then, of course, we will hit the Raider Nation Podcast Comments Forum section, and that should do it for our show. Of course, we have a bye coming up and then an away game, so it's a bit time before we get to the tailgate, but we will be getting there for sure, and uh, you can bet on that. So we have a break from football in the Bay Area kind of a bummer (laughs) so before i get any further 1-800-620-7181 1-800-620-7181 the bone line (laughs) throw me a bone brother we got people throwing bones in get your take and put it on there say it 15 times if you have to we'll pick the best one don't worry but throw us a bone, brother. There's a lot of Raider fans out there that can share their wisdom with the nation. And this is what I'm talking about. And you can do, do that through the bone line. You know why? Because we got Killazilla from East Oaktown on the line. Hit it, brother. Bad of the bone. What's up, Raider Nation? Smug to the Zilla in the building. We're pouring live from that east side Oakland. How about them Raiders putting the beating on the fish? The knee ain't hurt no more, huh? Hey, Cole Pepper, five touchdowns. That's right. Lamont Jordan, what's up with that? What's up with that? Oh, but did I mention we get Dominic Rhodes back when we play Mr. Rogers in the charge list? 
Oh, yeah. You seen Cal be some ass? Ranked third in the nation? Oh, boy. Go Raiders. Eastside Oakland. You busy? I'm a Raider. Peace out. That's right, Zilla. We got Dominic Rhodes coming back. So we'll look forward to his power running game. He looks just like Lamont Jordan, actually, in stature. So uh, we will see him do the same thing. Let's hope he just pummels the ball because we've been running really well. So, but we haven't had a real good run defense against us. So we'll have some challenges here in the future, but it looks very, very good. So without further ado, let me hit the first story of the day, which of course <laughs> has to be a trip through Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, won't you be my neighbor? Hi, television neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. Yes, Raider fans with the Chargers melting down and a 1-3 record. The fans are screaming. They're screaming, Marty, Marty. Sound familiar? That's right. Uh, shouts of your fired Norv Turner were, uh, of course, heard throughout the Coliseum, throughout his tenure in Oakland, never getting anywhere. Now, I think believe these numbers are pretty much correct they could have changed a little but i believe north turner is 56 84 and 2 man that's a tough person to give a franchise like san diego to i'm sure they're all in shock and so now everyone's head is on the block and aj's being called down by his fan base and the whole deal about them trying to find a new stadium, well, you could forget about it, Padna. Anyways, uh, without further ado, I had to lay that in there because the chargeless uh, will be our next game. And I uh, am looking forward to the Raiders giving a little payback like we did to the Fish this weekend. Anyway, we got a little special segment here for you. We have questions for Norv, and uh, we got him on the line, and I'd like you to listen to his answers. He's uh, very articulate, as he always is. And so let's ask Norv some questions about this season. So, Mr. Rogers, I'm, I mean, Norv, um, tell me, how do you feel about taking a team and turning it around? Uh, you know, uh, it, it's easy not right now uh, to go and look at, every possible reason hey what's the issue here what's the issue there why is that happening uh you know uh hey norv i got another question for you man it was a great game uh i thought you guys were gonna pull it out but anyway why did rivers throw four straight incomplete passes on the five yard line of uh kansas city uh, i thought you had a running back but please ask the question the percentage of times that you do that obviously has an effect on the game. Uh, uh, you know, you can analyze those all the way in any way you want, and you can someone can look and say, hey, that's a leadership issue. Uh, you know, I don't see it as that. And on the top of that question, didn't you know that that would hurt LT's feelings? As I've said all along, they're a group of young veterans, and uh, uh, they handle things uh, They handle things pretty well. Uh, they're, they're very, very, very... Uh, young, 
uh, and I think they, you know, believe that this thing will get turned around the way they, the way they expect it to. Well, of course, Norv, you know, there's being a collection taken in the Raider Nation to keep you in charge there in San Diego. We hope you a long and successful tenure. And by the way, are you going to be using uh, LT against us in this next game? Absolutely. Absolutely. He made some plays. He made plays. He made two or three plays. Yes, Norv, I have one more question for you, and this is probably the most important question of all. Can you tell me right now, Where's your team at now? <laughs> Where's your team at now? Obviously, you know the answer to that. Well, that's what I thought. That's how I thought it would end up. There you go, Raider fans, our past coach and their new one. You just got to love it. <laughs> oh, the San Diego chargeless. Or like Robert Moorhead likes to say, the super meltdown chargeless. <laughs> oh, I think we need to hear that song, Randy, don't you? Well, Renner fans, you know that we're also tied for first place in the AFC West. When was the last time you could say that? Actually, Raider Nation, when was the last time you could say that you were happy about our team, that you didn't have deep reservations about the team, and a real question about where we were headed? I believe I can speak for the entire nation when I do say that we are headed in the right frickin' direction. We have a coach at his last press conference, he was not only articulate, but he was wise beyond his years when he was asked a question about how does he feel about being 2-2 two and two, and how does the improvement feel from last season. And Lane Kiffin, of course, said, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter about the 2-2. Two and two. We don't even think about last season because we weren't here. It has nothing to do with this football team. This football team should be Four and oh, and I'm upset. I'm very disappointed that we're not because we've been close. In the fourth, with nine minutes left in the game, we've taken the lead in every game, and we should be able to finish off better. I'm glad we're improving. We are learning how to finish the game off. We got a long way to go, and I'm not happy with what we have because what happened last game is over. You you have to concentrate on the next game because it's about getting consistent victories. And that's what we're talking about, each game one at a time. And I was blown away at how he was talking. The media was trying to trap him into how well our team was, and he wasn't biting on it. He was showing his character and exactly why Al Davis hired him for this job. With a team that only won two games last year, and obviously weren't here, uh, already had two games after, have two wins after four games, a lot of people will say, hey, that's tremendous progress this team has made from a year ago that means nothing to me you know um because this this team has not won for a long time and and you know the numbers that you throw out two wins and 15 for it but that, that doesn't mean anything to me because so what so what are we going to say if we win x amount then we improve by that much who cares you know we weren't here so that 
That, that doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't mean anything. We need to win games, and, and we need to win more than we're winning, and we should. You know, we just talked about it, being ahead with nine minutes to go in all the games. And that's right where you want to be. And once we learn how to finish and we learn to be a complete team, we'll start winning those. I am pumped to have him as our coach. You should be proud of it. And the rest of the league is going to be surprised when he comes out of nowhere and takes us to the next level. It may not be this season, but I as a fan can see it's coming. And that is a very nice feeling that we haven't had, quite honestly, around here for quite some freaking time. Okay, let's see. The post game. They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Flipper lives in a world full of wonder, lying there under, under the sea. Miami has Dolphin, the greatest football team. Of course, the trifecta perfecta was just the icing on the cake when Randy and I got back from the game. The game was beautiful, and you should check it out on uh, RaiderNationVideoCast.com because if you don't, you're going to miss out on some cool stuff. We had a great time. There were 10,000 fans, Oakland Raider fans there, and it was very impressive. I was blown away about how many people came all the way across the country to see this doggone game. It was beautiful. The plane was loaded with Raider fans both going and coming home. It was beautiful. And I just have to say that to the nation. You know, you got to hit some away games. That's all I got to say. Uh, it is a very cool thing. I also say this, the Dolphins fans were respectful to me, respectful to everybody around me. There was no issues where I was, and we were loud and proud throughout the whole game. And it was very well very well handled. I didn't have, I didn't see any crap go on other than that buzz shit with the bus that went down. Uh, but you could, could you see the nation doing that? Look how long the dollfish have been in the toilet, so to speak. Uh, they haven't had a championship or even a breath of one in quite some time. So not that I feel bad for the chumps. It's just, you know, their fans are frustrated. Here's another thing about the, the Dolphins fans that maybe the Raider Nation doesn't know about. They had a 200%, that's right, 200% increase in ticket prices. Yes, that's right, Raider Nation. I was listening to Florida Radio right there and listening to their announcers just pummel the team, pummel the coach, pummel the owner with just one insult after another. You never hear that from JT and the Brick. They were just worked to a froth over this game. Uh, they were using dis words like disgusting. <laughs> it just goes on. If they could put profanity in there, it would have been one hell of an entertaining show. They worked their owner over. Evidently, he is just taking care of the stadium, and he's put all kinds of flashy new crap in and has not improved the team and has not gone out and got players. 
Uh, Trent Green was a woeful disappointment, but, you know, that's football, and that's their coaching staff, and that's their deal. But it's just funny to hear their radio announcers just work them over. And in the Raider Nation, let me just tell you right here, as full of crap as it gets around here in the news, you never hear our guys talking about our team that way. I mean, uh, all our local uh, commentators that are that are here on the, the shows in the local area, uh, you don't hear them get harsh like that. Last year, we got took a beating, more than I can ever remember. But it was nowhere near the beating that the Dolphins are getting, man. They are getting worked. I love it. <laughs> An old AFC rival, whatever. Five touchdowns. Down your face. Dante Culpepper comes in with vengeance. Three rushing touchdowns. Points to his knee with the OK symbol in his fingers and saying, I'm okay. Are you okay? <laughs> he asked three times, and I didn't hear very many Dolphins fans cheering because they ain't had much to cheer about. 299 rushing yards for the Oakland Raiders. A incredible, awesome running game. It was crazy. And the 35-17 beatdown of the Dolphish. And let me just say this. Those guys have come to our house twice and hurt us when we were in our worst. The last two seasons they've come to Oakland. They were 0-6 one time. We thought, wow, maybe we'll get a victory here, and they still beat us and actually threw it in our face. I do remember a little black hole action in that game, and uh, I am glad we got the pay back. <laughs> you got to love it. Pepper's revenge, baby. Five touchdowns, two by air. Three by foot. And that is the truth. Dante only threw for 75 total yards, but 299 rushing ain't bad. The 75 yards was perfection. A, a short dump off to Lamont Jordan gained 35 yards and also a pass to the jury porter for a touchdown. That was a beautiful play. And uh, you got to love the fact that Dante Culpepper is feeling good because you can feel the intensity in the team. You can feel it as a fan. Justin Fargus broke out with a 48 and a 32-yard run to make his brutal 175-yard record day a great day for all Raider fans. Jordan took a bad injury to his back and was seen, and I'm not trying to cap on the guy. I'm just saying he was crying. He hurt that bad. Coming from someone who has back, had back surgery like me, I can feel for him, and you know he really hasn't played healthy all year. You guys know that. I know that too, uh, but he's put 110%. You know he's been hurting every single game. You know, man, he's playing with heart. He's doing his very best to make it happen. Uh, best of luck to him, but it did not look good, which brings me to Dominic Rhodes, who's going to come in. I don't like what they're saying out of the Raiders camp that they have to work him into the offense. I think that should definitely have been something that happened way earlier in the season, um, at least sometime, some way. I know he couldn't practice with the team, but he should have been running the Raiders' playbook somehow. I, that's got to be a possibility. I can't see that he would just be sitting home eating popcorn and watching TV. So let's get Dominic Rhodes back on track and have him run down the road like – Jordan was looking good this season, man. Record season for him. Damn, man, that is a bummer. I know we have Rhodes, but I am really bummed for Jordan. 
I'm happy for Fargus. When he first started running, I hope you remember my podcast, I said that he needs to gain some weight and put on some meat. Well, the man is now beef, and it looks to me like he's made it to that level where he can start punishing people, breaking through, and making those fast old legs of his pay off, and it showed in this game. If our offensive line, which to me deserves the game ball for this game, continues to play the way they're playing, then we will be <laughs> we'll be having a hell of a decent season and we'll be able to walk away with our heads up high saying we got a great future. And that's what I'm talking about. This game didn't prove a whole lot, people will say, because the Dolphins are in distress and there's a lot of issues and tissues about their team. But you have to understand also they have Joey Porter. Touch it, Joey. Touch it. Yeah, touch the L, Joey. Touch it with your hand. It's not going to hurt. Oh, touch the L. Yeah, that's a loss. Touch it, Joey. That's all right. <laughs> Joey Porter and Jason Taylor, who were in the back there for our offense, and they were getting pushed all over the field by Justin Griffith and Zach Miller. The whole reason we drafted him was for the blocking, and he blocked like a freaking monster. The offensive line, combined with the tight ends and the fullbacks, made beautiful running lanes for our running backs, and it was just a beautiful thing to see them just ripping down the field, taking people's hearts out along the way. It was beautiful. I didn't care, man. Randy and I stood in the rain. It rained solid. Of course, the game was uh, delayed for a while, but it rained solid. I don't know how many minutes we were out there. I was soaked to the bone, but it was like being in a warm shower because it was so warm outside. Made it better for the Raiders, and it was nice to see. I was worried because uh, if the sun would have come out, it would have been a long day for Oakland. It was beautiful. It was perfect. The weather was just perfect. Like I said, fullback Justin Griffith, Zach Miller as a tight end, both did more than their job to assure another victory. Of course, we had Howard and Morrison. Howard picking up another interception. Looks like we have the two best linebackers in the NFL. That's going to be a great thing for that stop, run-stop defense. Uh, we're going to be needing that against San Diego and also Kansas City. Now, Ronnie Brown did make some yardage, and he made some moves. It reminds me of Marcus Allen, the way he runs. Uh, so, but I'm still concerned about the defense. The defense has to step it up. Um, they did very well this game. The pass rush was awesome. Trent Green had nowhere to go except out of bounds. <laughs> he threw out of bounds. He ran out of bounds. Uh, and we worked him over all game long. Defense pressure in the front was great. It kept our uh, defensive backs from having to work so hard like they have last couple games. It was great to see a victory. I'll tell you right now, Lane Kevin's press conference is very inspiring. You guys have to check it out because, man, I can't tell you how inspiring it was for me. And if I were a player, it would be even more inspiring. You know what he did, man? After this game, he said that it doesn't matter what play we call. It doesn't matter what scheme we have. It's not about the coaches. It's about the players executing, buying into the system, and playing every play to perfection, every detail of every play. And if we can continue to do that like we did this game, then we'll win. That's all. As simple as that. I love it. I love this guy, man. He's a great coach. In our victory, I must say, it was a 
great trip, had great time, great fans throughout Miami. They were very gracious hosts as well. I hope we can treat fans from other places as well. Uh, and it was fun. It was just fun to be there. Next time you guys got to check it out, we got to make another Mecca trip to another out-of-town game. So we'll see. We'll stay tuned to that. We'll do be doing that here pretty soon, I hope, if I can. Okay, we're going to hit the Raider Take blog, RaiderTake.com. Sean is the author of this uh, post, actually, this blog. It's very, very cool. I love it. He's a great fan, and you can tell by how he writes. Very cerebral. Any questions, he writes? Total domination. Right down the opponent's throat. Welcome back, Oakland football. The bad news is that I was out this morning, and I had to watch it on TiVo. The good news is that I was able to listen to the fourth quarter in the car, turning on to the Miami broadcast via NFL radio. Their crew was literally freaking out. <laughs> they should have been put on suicide watch. I thought they might jump through the glass and right out off the booth after Culpepper rushed for his third touchdown with 20 seconds left. I made my case for Culpepper earlier this week. Case closed. He just brings a different dimension to our offense. Thanks for the gift, Miami. Hope you enjoy Trent Green. <laughs> oh, my gosh. From games one through four, the Raiders have steadily improved. From a loss to the Lions, who just beat the Bears for their third victory, by the way, to a yard-wide victory, a yard-wide of victory in Denver, to a close win over the Browns, who beat the Bengals before coming to Oakland and the Ravens today, to a rout of the Miami Dolphins. This is called momentum, and I think I remember what that feels like. It's been a while, that's for sure. And don't you love the irony <laughs> of Joey Porter's guaranteeing a Dolphins victory and Jerry Porter catching two touchdowns for the Raiders? Looks like one of the Porters forgot he was playing on a winless team. That silence you hear is the doubters and haters slack-jawed and scratching their heads working on an increasingly convoluted spin about how the Oakland Raiders are the worst team in football. No doubt about it, my friend. Update. We now own a share of first in the AFC West. The San Diego fans were chanting, Marty, Marty. <laughs> I thought they got a new player. At the end of the day's loss to the Chiefs, the Raiders were 2-14 last season and the Chargers were 14-2. But they had something crucial in common beyond their inverted records. They both fired their coaches. Hmm? In their infinite wisdom, the Chargers fired the guy who led them to 14 victories with a first-year starter at quarterback and hired Norv, Mr. Rogers-Turner, whose previous audition as a head coach in the AFC West was an abject failure. The Chargers taunted the football gods, and they thought they were smarter than the 14-2. and two. And that the coach really didn't matter in the midst of such alleged executive managerial brilliance. And to prove it, they hired Norv Turner. Just to make sure we knew who was boss, they reaped 
And now, to my delight, they sew. That's it. <laughs> that is beautiful. My friend, my brother, RaiderTake.com. Check him out. You got to because uh, he always has a good one. And you got to be checking it out, man. Yeah, I do. You know, I was looking through some of San Diego's pages because I just was blown away about the way the fans, the ones that are left on the ship, that is, have treated the team. And so I came across a question from a San Diego fan to the team itself on the team site. And here's what the fan had to say. Good Lord, I mean, just have no words. I have no words. Please please try to explain the following. How in the hell do you not use your timeouts at the end of the second quarter? We wasted at least one minute on the clock. How could 54 players plus coaches not hear thousands of fans screaming the obvious? Call a timeout. The worst part is not only did we run out of time and had to kick another crappy field goal, we actually didn't even use a timeout that was left. I screamed so loud at the TV it almost shut off on me. Plus, third and three, and you have once again Rivers heaving another terribly overthrown ball 20 yards downfield. LT has 120 yards in the first half, and here we have Norv, terrible coach, having Phillip, a.k.a. Montana, apparently that's who he thinks he's going to instead of LT, throwing and throwing and throwing horribly, by the way, in the second half. LT carries five times, and then that 54-yard TD at the end to Bo, Heward could have thrown to Gonzalez as well. And on third and 19, Montana, haha, was being pressured and harassed by a four-man rush. How is that possible? What about the end? I'm just sick. Four passes on a five-yard line? I'm sick. We have the best runner in football. We don't use him. I'm sick. I'm not sick. I'm pretty happy. (laughs) That was a question to the San Diego Chardless from Kevin, one of their great fans. Sounds familiar. Sounds a lot like the North Turner team that we had. Uh, that's why it's so freaking funny, man. I cannot believe it. I can't believe how fast that team has gone right down the crap rooney Let's see. You know, we had some trouble on our Renovation Podcast comments forums right between the, before the game. Randy was in there typing his little ass off, trying to get this form to work, and he couldn't get it done. He tried hard, though, man. He tried every doggone thing. Uh, that you could possibly do to make it happen. And you know what, man? You got to give the guy props because <laughs> because he's the man. He makes it happen here at the Raider Nation podcast and the Raider Nation video cast, which you better check out. So here, let's get on to the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. All Okay, here we go. Now we're going to hit the preacher. Preacher, great take. He always throws in all his cerebrality. (laughs) If that's a word, I'm using it. 
This is how we roll, he says. Wow, 299 yards. What an incredible rushing effort. The nation is back. I'm so proud of the team and the coaching staff. This was an impressive win, and oh, I think Dante's knee is okay. But now, the big test. We have to short out the bolts in their house. That was where the slide began back in 2002. It's time to go Ghostbusters and kill that demon. Go on, Raiders. Get your roll on. Right on, Pritchett. That's very, very cool. Okay, Raider. Let's see. How's that knee now? The Dolphins fans have got to be pissed. Culpepper didn't look so bad after all, especially as you rest up there. Ass. Go, Raiders. <laughs> That was pretty funny, man. That's true, man. That is very, very true. It was beautiful to see. Raider J comes in. The good weeks keep on a rolling. We thrash Miami. The Doncats get trashed by Peyton, and the super awful Chargers give the game to the Chiefs. This Raider Nation is going to be my best week ever. It's a trifecta, I'm telling you. And to top it off, the cherry on top, I made plans today to go for the first time ever to take a trip to the Mecca and see the beat the crap out of the Chiefs in three weeks. Can't freaking wait. Well, Raider J, you better get on down to the Raider Nation podcast tailgate, partner, and we better stay in touch. You know what I'm saying. Tokai Raider, San Diego Super Meltdown. <laughs> I was just reading a message board of San Diego.com. Uh, Frickin' Fire Turner, Hire Cower, Kill Rivers. Is that Ryan Leaf out there? Y'all know. Okay, now I'm going to try to pronounce this. And, I, you know, Robert, you're killing me. Shadenfrood. Shadenfrood. It means taking pleasure from someone else's misfortune. Well, I got Shadenfrood coming out of my ass. <laughs> Both fans and jumping ship getting run over by a bandwagon as their heads sit straight for a cliff. I love it. Four games in the season, and they're all convinced that the team is playing for high draft pick this season's fans. were chanting Marty, Marty during the game, and the chants will only get louder. Combined with the Raider victory, this day has been great. Robert Moorhead leaves his uh, email, his all his information down here to check him out. Uh, HTTP.RaiderNationNet.net. That's his website. Check it out. He is a very cool dude, man. One of my very favorite. Randy and Greg, that's us, regarding Su San Diego's Super Meltdown. Yeah, Greg and I also love it. <laughs> down here in Miami, we decided that we won the trifecta today. Chargers lost. Broncos lost, and the Niners lost. Indeed, it was a perfect day. CNY Raider fan, how about that O-line? I'm telling you, man, they get the game ball, the whole O-line, man. They are the ones who made this victory happen. I remember at the beginning of the season on how just everyone was saying our O-line was still horrible. We wouldn't do anything on offense. I have to say that I was worried about them too, but I thought we'd have a better season than people thought we would. We brought in a new scheme uh, that would help us out a lot. And four games have gone by, and we actually seem to be committed to the run game, which in turn has been leading to winning some games. I really don't think it matters who we throw the ball to in the game. Uh, as long as we get over 100 yards, we're doing pretty good. That O-line is supposed to do nothing this year and really taking it to the opposing D. Every game we have played so far, we have run the ball at will at them in the fourth quarter. My hat goes off to them. Uh, 
They are by far the most improved aspect of this team. A welcome surprise, to say the least. It's nice to see an offensive line coach that knows what he's doing. Keep up the good work, Cable. Amen. Let me just stop there for a second and say amen, CNY Raider fan. I want you guys all to hear that take. The O-line was getting bullshit, booed and everything all year last year because they blew. Well, guess what, man? We got to give these guys their props. When they go out there in the field this year, we got to start giving them their freaking props. Keep up the work, O-line. We'll see what happens when we get into some more brutal run defenses because those are going to be a lot harder for our line to deal with. But I am very happy, and credit goes to the offensive line and Tom Cable for making it happen. No doubt. He comes back with this. And the Chargers, I love it. Keep imploding. Turner has done a wonderful job in destroying a respectable team. I think the NBC last night was blaming owners for switching coaches. He was flipped out about the whole thing. He must be a Chargers fan. I know I'm not. I love it. Hopefully we can lay the smack down on them when we come off a bye week. I'm also hoping that they don't figure out how to move the ball on offense. I don't want to see Elte on a roll. That's for sure. Neither do I, man. That would be brutal. Okay, let's go to Rodney. Dolphins fans get ugly. Yeah, that's right. You guys see this? Now it's on. I just said, fuck. Dolphins fans get ugly. The group of Dolphins fans took their anger out on the Raiders for manhandling their team by pelting their buses with rocks and bottles as they departed Dolphin Stadium. Yep, a bottle shattered a window, and a bunch of guys got sprayed with glass. I hope and pray that nobody got hurt because that would have been a beatdown in that parking lot if the Raider fans out there seeing that shit go down. Uh, that would have been ugly. The damage was severe enough to the bus for them to take them off the bus and put them on another bus, and they finally made it out of there without any problem. But it just goes to show you, man, they talk about how ugly we get in the parking lot. I don't hear any stories like that coming out of Oakland. Assholes. Raider Rick Porter, has anyone seen that pathetic fuck-ass Porter? <laughs> well, Mr. Bojangles, I can guarantee you one thing. The fish are not going to the playoffs Go pound that in your ass. <laughs> oh, man. Raider Rick. Our last little uh, patch for the uh, comment section that Randy, Randy put in. You couldn't say any expletives like you can on this, this particular thing. And by the way, Randy spent like four hours last night after coming home from Florida to fix this thing. So... You know, my hat's off to Olsen, man. That guy is crazy. He's crazy dedicated to this site, and I want you all to appreciate that shit because he works his ass off, no doubt. <clears throat> Rainer Frank, that was why. That was a great game. The offense pounded into the fish's D-line. Fargus stepped up, and now we get Rhodes back. I guess we can all see why Dante has hyped up and McCowan was jeered. The team looked like it has a whole new offense. Dante passes were few. The few they have were right on the money. Even the con contenders everywhere I listened couldn't even say anything negative. Defense needs to step it up a little more, but that Ronnie Bounce seems to be pretty good no matter what. And he reminded you of Marcus Allen a lot. Oh, me too. He did me too. Hey, Randy, Greg, it was it was it humid there after the thunderstorm? Yeah, it was humid. It was humid before the thunderstorm. It was humid when I woke up that morning, man. It's like a sauna. 
I love that weather, so it doesn't bother me. But some people get emotional about it. I like that that heat, that that wet heat. It's just that's uh, just what I prefer. But after the thunderstorm, it cooled everything way down and was perfect football. It was perfect football weather. It was fun to play football weather. You know, if you were having a just a pickup game with a bunch of friends, it was perfect weather for that. So, uh, yeah, it was it was perfect. We didn't have to worry about anybody getting too freaked out about uh, the heat. Did get a little warm towards the end, but not bad. Daniel Wheaton and Chino, don't look now, but the Raiders are first in average rushing yards per game. We are 20 yards ahead of the next team. Do you think it could have been anything to do with our own line mentality? The same old line that the, all the ex would say would be terrible. It's beginning to look like there's a method to the madness of the zone blocking, and all I can say is that the Raiders' football is enjoyable again. You damn straight, Daniel. I'm not saying that we're going to the Super Bowl, but it is a vast improvement from last year considering how close we were in the first two games. It's conceivable that we could be 4-0 right now, but we're not, and no excuses will change that. But we're already reached our total wins of last year, and we're on the rise. Looking forward to Dominate Rose coming back against the Chargers, and the way the Chargers are looking, they might just lose again. Oh man, they got dinner this week, and we'll be coming off. I uh, will be coming off by, so everyone should be fresh. <laughs> I'm hoping we win too. Can't wait to see the video on the fish fry. It should be good, man. Randy's working on it. One more thing on Daniel Daniel Wheatley in Chino. FedEx ground players. Don't forget to visit NFL.com and vote for Justin Fargus for the FedEx ground player of the week. Uh, click to his link and vote on it. I'll tell you, man. Right now, I am pumped. The game was awesome. Um, I can't tell you enough how wonderful it was to see our team run the ball. I just can't tell you. Uh, it's important for our fan base to fill this stadium now. Really important as a fan. I just want to tell you, if you're listening, if you know anybody who's thinking about going to a game, we need to fill that stadium with Raider screams. We need to make it known to our team that we appreciate what the hell's going on. And I think we got enough people. Shit, if we can bring 10,000 people to Miami, we should be able to fill this freaking stadium in Oakland. I have no doubt. So let's get it together, folks. Get your ass in a seat so we can watch our Raiders right on to history again. Because it looks to me like we're going in the right direction, and I am pumped like you should be pumped. Well, like I said, we have a bye week. Then we hit San Diego away. So uh, Randy already dropped a bomb on the Bolt Talk. Uh, why don't you guys get on that site? That's BoltTalk.com. See if you can infiltrate and load them up with the bombs. Do it, partners. Get on there and <laughs> infiltrate them. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. It's good. Get in there and there, hit their boards if you can, and uh, let them know the nation is coming. Uh, they're selling tickets like crazy, so it should be easy to get a ticket to San Diego. That's what I'm talking about. They've got such good fans. Urgh. I don't think so. Okay, Raider fans, once again, thank you for all that were at Miami giving me uh, film and giving Randy and I an opportunity to uh, put you on the video cast. We, we loved it. I really encourage you guys to check it out. It should be funny shit. We had a good-ass time. So 
Without further ado, man, we'll be seeing you on the pregame for the San Diego Chargeless. And that's about that. Be safe, Redden Nation. We're on our way. I love it. This is Redden Greg, and I am out.